Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, our third episode of the year. Today, getting stuck into fullback. Slightly more exciting uh, than the hooker caliber that we went through last week. Harry Grant, 40-footer shit. Daylight than everyone else. Timmy, welcome back, brother. I've had a um, bit harsh on the hooks. I actually quite enjoyed the Joey Lusick chat last week. But um, <laughs> look, Latrell Mitchell might be slightly more interesting. We had uh, we had a live show with Jermaine Hopgood last night. And the last question I had was Lusick or Hands. And I thought, I'm not going to be this guy. I'm yeah. going to leave it. I will tell you this, though. We asked Jermaine Hopgood about his minutes. And in typical Jermaine Hopgood fashion, he said, Regardless of what minutes I play, I'll just be doing my fucking best. And I thought, <laughs> take me now. Signed and delivered. Pull my hair, I'm into it. Speaking of uh, getting get into the fullbacks early, but just NRL players getting harassed about Supercoach. See little Pappy, Pappenhausen on, <laughs> social, Bastard, on right? social media last night. It's just his head on his Instagram story saying questions to Ryan right now. And it's just, you good for round one? How's preseason going? <laughs> you goal kicking this year? <laughs> All from super coaches. So fucking good. I, I literally had someone send me the other day. It was like an advertisement for the Melbourne Sawman. It had Pappy like lining up a kick. It was like blatantly in a studio. Someone said to me, he's like, they wouldn't give him the tea in the ads if he wasn't kicking right. It's like fucking, what? If only it was that easy. <laughs> Fuck me. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, we got fullbacks today. We're going to get stuck into that in a minute. Um, now, the Rook. The Rook, Timmy. Sometimes you have to have tough conversations that you know are going to better people in the future. Um, I'm sure you've had a few in your life. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about the arrogance of the Rook last week and I just I don't know too many people out there who second week in a new job go on a cruise around the world. Why? But the Rook, no issues. No issues. Phone went off for a week, no mm. contact, nothing just took off. Um, and the week that Supercoach opens? Yeah. yeah. Fucking please. Yeah. So uh, there's been an internal one-game suspension mm. handed to the Rook. So we were hoping for a, a reveal this week. But um, as far as I'm concerned, Tim, you make your own bed. We have to delay it. And unless the game lifts, it could be two weeks. Who knows? It could cost us sponsors. It could yep. cost us everything. Yep. Numbers, listeners. Yeah. People might drop off because they expected the Rook this week. But these, as you said, these are the calls you have to make. No one is above beers and break even. That's the message that we have sent. So the Rook, maybe next week. I, I don't know what the Rook's going to do over the next week. We've got a Saturday night to come. Fuck knows. <laughs> Anything could happen. You know what I mean? Who knows what could happen between now and then. Hard to tell. But, yeah, the Rook, hopefully introduced next week, pending um, internal suspension. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 
I'd like to say I'm looking forward to it, but I just I don't know anymore. I don't know what to believe. Yeah, I've become very comfortable with you being the rook. Um, <laughs> oh. All right, uh. fullbacks. <clears throat> now I will open up this chat and it'll come up a few times throughout our conversation, Timmy. But a lot of guys that we can talk about here that because they're dual position, we will probably pick them elsewhere. Uh, for people that are new to Supercoach, which I hope there are a lot of our listeners that are new to Supercoach and just finding their feet and whatnot, um, explain that thought process to us. Why wouldn't we pick these guys at fullback? Yeah, so like off the top of the melon, <clears throat> players like Ruben Garrick, who, who's dual position, available available to be picked in two positions, centre wing and fullback. Uh, you know, someone like a few of the cheapies in the game who, who might be available in dual positions like KO Weeks, who looks like a pretty good buy, 273k at the Raiders, dual fullback and 5'8". Basically, fullback is the number one high upside scoring position in Supercoach, give or take perhaps halfback, but even there you're only talking about Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary. Fullback, there are so, so, so many great options who can get you those 150 pluses on a regular basis. These ones that can win your super coach and propel you up the overall rankings, win your head-to-head leagues, all that sort of stuff. So I just, I don't think fullback is the place to go anywhere other than two out-and-out guns or potentially someone like Ryan Pappenhausen who's dropped in value because of injuries and different sort of things. But yeah, all, all these dual position guys and cheapies, I won't be looking at anyone under Pappy's 645k. I won't be looking at anyone priced under that. Just to give you an example of what Tim's referring to of the top eight players from last season. Uh, Hines, Cleary, Ponga, Drinkwater, Turbo, Fafida, Reese Walsh, Clint Gutherson, four of the eight fullbacks. You can only have two of them in your team. Yeah. If you have a dual position one that you can pick elsewhere, it's an absolute godsend. Yeah. And even if... Like, so much so that if the best cheapy of the preseason opens up at fullback, I still probably wouldn't go there. I'd be going for the upside players because it is that valuable a position. Yeah. Uh, put it this way for people like Caelan Ponga last year, just about everyone owned them except Tim when he paid a fucking arm and a leg for him eventually. Uh, actually, it was only $1.6 million. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Armour um, leagues cost way less than that. Could have brought a half half better in Sydney for that. <laughs> it would have been great. Um, Kalen Ponga, though, like, for example, he was available at 5'8 last year. He's not this year, which changes quite a bit. Oh, so much. So much. So, I mean, personally, I think you were crazy if you had KP at fullback last year. 5'8 mm. was the spot to have him just because you could. Jaden Campbell's another one who's dual 5'8 mm. fullback who's a really popular pick this season. But there's not a chance I'll be picking him at fullback. If he's in my team for round one, it'll be at 5'8". Yeah, yeah. Take another guy like uh, Kohler, for example. Like when I picked him last year, I could have picked him at fullback, but instead I picked him at CTW to score 300 points in two weeks. <laughs> Remember that, Tim? The crowning moment. <laughs> the crowning I don't even moment. get upset about that. I was like, I've mentioned it before, but... It was the first time in two years of beers and break that you went out on, on your own and actually had a crack at something that you backed and... And it won you the won you the the title. So I was I was actually it was like a fatherly moment. My son had gone out his own for the first time and had a crack, and it paid off. Unfortunately, it cost me my draft comp, so <laughs> didn't even fucking enjoy it, which was great. Um, so yeah, fullback, a very interesting position. As you said before, mate, you're thinking two guns. Um, I tend to agree with you. The only exception, and I mean, I guess Ryan Pappenhausen is a gun. Uh, but he's the only, if people want to call him a cheapie this year, the only yeah. other one that I could probably look at. Yeah, and like even Pappy, 
Pappy is an out-and-out gun. I believe last season he may have started as the highest price player, so the highest average from the season before. Yeah, when he got injured the season before, he was averaging like 105 or something. Yeah, so he averaged 90 in 2022, and I think he started the most expensive player last season. Yeah. i tell you what an interesting one would be. God forbid anything happens to Ryan Pappenhausen in the preseason. But, like, let's say if there was a, a hamstring strain for six weeks or something and one of your boys, Logo, was the starting fullback at the Storm with his enormous upside priced at 339k. Oh, there you go. His dual fullback CT dub. So you wouldn't even do it, yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't even matter. And that's a classic example that if something happens to Papi and Sua is the fullback, he still would not be our fullback in Supercar. Yeah. It just makes no sense. You've, you've got seven centre wing spots you've got to fill. If they're available there. Straight in. Straight in there. So just a bit of strategy there for you guys to consider. Um, mate, will we kick off with the great man, Caelan Ponga? We will. And just a note before we get stuck into it, Looking at the fullbacks this morning and, you know, in the three minutes that the show's been going, I've already changed my starting fullback combination four times. <laughs> it's such a hectic position. And it, it is – there are so many options here and not just options, there are so many great options. Not good options. Yeah. Fantastic options. And realistically, probably likely to to dictate the overall rankings early in the season. Like, because – the difference between getting the right one and the wrong one in the six to eight genuine options that there is could be 300 points across three rounds, potentially. Yep. And I think one more thing that I would say on fullbacks before we get individual players to me is that you're, the fullback you're picking to start with, your gun, like the first few weeks, they're not going to score hundreds, hundreds yeah. and fifties. It is a low-scoring position early when – defences are tight and games are low scoring. I just I don't want to see beers and break evens people get to week three and go, oh, fuck, I need to trade my fullback. He's still the same bloke he was three weeks yeah. ago. You know games are going to be tight to start the season. Be patient with them. You have a look at all the stars, even the Hines and Clearies of the world. You go back and have a look at the first three rounds of the last few years, it's well below their season average. Yeah, exactly right. Like a Caelan Ponga who we'll obviously start with, but – he might average 70 to 75 across the first three rounds, but he's in your team. You've saved the trade in having to get him in in round five, whatever. There might be a little bit of a price drop round three, round four, but he can also come out and go the 150 pluses. If you're guessing, I'd say he probably does come out and average 75 to 80 the first three rounds, but you know, you could say that for Latrell Mitchell, for Tom Trebojevic, for Ryan Pappenhausen, for all these guns. So, you know, as I said, any attacking player in Supercoach are more than likely to start probably below their last season average. Yeah. Just be patient with them early, though, is our big tip for you. All right, let's start at KP, mate. Mate, you can buy KP for 893K. That, you, you must feel like you're getting him for free. Oh, pay for him in cash, mate. <laughs> Bit of loose change there for Timmy. Uh, KP, 893K, uh, priced at an 87 average. When you have a look at his scores from last year, um, 87 average is good. When you take away the 5-8 games, it's impressive. When you just go fullback, it's incredible. When you just go fullback with goal kicking, it is astronomical. Um, 105 at fullback. I don't even have the numbers in front of me with the goal kicking, mm. but... It's it's just insane. Keep in mind, I think the big thing to talk about with KP, Timmy, is that, and we all remember sitting here last year going, good God, KP's big. 
KP has put on some weight here to defend in the front line. I think you could tell by the end of the year he'd lost a lot of that weight to get back to fullback weight. He comes into this season an entire pre Remember as well the preseason last year he missed three or four weeks? He is ticking every single box. He came out and said yesterday he's not going to play in the All-Stars game because he wants to prepare love for that. Knights. He also said he wants to prepare for State of Origin, which I fucking love. I hate that. Queensland turmoil, how good. Mm. Um, yeah, it's terrifying though. They could have four injuries at fullback. And <laughs> anyway. Um, but, mate, for me, I I love the look of KP heading into this season. I, <laughs> I think he's a must-have. I really do. Yeah. The only reason he's not a must-have in my books is is because there are so many elite options at fullback. But you mentioned like how trim and how good he looked at fullback once he had games under his deck following those series of concussions and stunted start to the season. His last eight games last season, he averaged 119 points. Now, I understand that the back end of the season is vastly different to the start of the season for the reasons we just mentioned. You know, there are injuries to squads. There are decimated squads. Defences are broken up. Players are playing injured the attacks are so synchronised and, and flowing so well. It is very different, but 190-point average across eight games. As you mentioned, 105 average at fullback last season. His lowest score last season was 47. What's the one game in Supercoach that you basically put a line through every year, Rue? Penrith. Penrith in Penrith. Yeah. And he still scored 47. It's like, okay, you can cop that. After that, it was 77 points. That was at fullback, I should say. I'm with you, mate. I find it pretty hard to go against him. And I he's currently in 35% of teams. Possibly grows before round one, but not necessarily. Again, the price tag might scare people off and, and the opportunity to go elsewhere. But And again, I know you'd say it's about a few fullbacks. But KP, if he does what we expect him to do, fully fit at fullback, goal kicking full time, he could be a million dollars plus by round three, round four, and you could be clawing to get him back in. And even if you do it by round three, it's still taking up a very valuable early trade that could have gone towards a cheapie or a mid-range who's killing it, so I'm with you. I think of all the absolute out-and-out guns, I think KP is the most likely to score hundreds in the first four or five weeks. Yeah, and you know you say it's about a few plays in Supergoats, but it's horrifying not to own KP when, as a some speaking from experience... So, yeah, look, I'd be, I'd be getting him in. Yeah, I think he is oh, – I stand by it. I, I think you just have to start mm. with him. I, th- I think you just – you could lose too much ground. You look at his first few games, plays the Raiders in Newcastle, Cowboys, Melbourne, uh, New Zealand, then he plays the Dragons. I mean, there's no easy draws to start the season and that isn't an easy draw, but my God, it is a good draw. Look at that night side. <clears throat> What's changed? Lachlan Fitzgibbon leaves. He gets Tyson Frizzell. Uptick, Dom Young leaves. Is that really going to impact KP? Not at all. At all. If anything, they'd probably go left more. Yeah. Like the only changes I see happening to KP is that it helps him. I just, you know, if something happened that Jack Cogger lands at 5'8", I'm not expecting him, but if he does, my God, I saw what he did for 20 minutes with Nathan Cleary. I know that Jacko already plays that role. You will have two halves that their entire purpose of existence is put KP in good Mm. ball. Bradman yeah. Best, Greg Mars here. Oh, Thanks for coming. I know. Very, very enticing. Uh, and <laughs> it's hard to find any any red flags around him, isn't it? So, yeah. And, I mean, you even have a look at, you know, going <laughs> up against your mob round one. 
It's going to be their first game with new combinations all over the place defensively. Seb Chris isn't going to be there. It's going to be young guys everywhere. Like, it's just begging for a guy like KP. Well, KP, just like, he does all his work scorching the three-man in defence, which essentially is always going to be the 5'8 or the half back on either side of the field. Like, that could be KO Weeks, who's defending in the front line, and he could be going to him. They play four of their first six games at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle, which is starting, or at least last year, was becoming a bit of a fortress again for the Knights. So, yeah. Mate, there's every chance round one, the Raiders, because Seb Chris isn't available, they go Ethan Strange at centre, KO Weeks at 5'8". There's your game plan. Yeah. And KP will just haunt them yeah. all fucking day. It's terrifying. Yeah, there's he's just got points written all over him round one, I think. The worst thing about it is that I'm probably going to have to captain him, captain, captain him <laughs> against the Raiders in round one, which I hate. Fork in the ground, he will be my captain round yeah. one, yeah, without a doubt. I'm happy to sit back and watch Vegas and then tune in the week after. KP, round one. All right, let's Wait. have a look at Ooh, the yeah. next player on the list. As I've just lost my filter, which is good gear live. We love to Scott, see it. Drink water, mate. Drink water. <clears throat> thirsty, Timmy? Always thirsty. <laughs> Scotty, drink bloke. Um, 851K. Started slow last year. Finished like a fucking village on fire. He was incredible drinky. Um, <laughs> wild how the season played out for him. Does it just come down to how well you think the cows are going to go? Not really, because they missed the eight last year. Mm. So I think everyone's got pretty high hopes for them this season. It's it's such a red hot roster, and even when you say started, he did start slow last season. But round two, sent off, scored one point, yep. and you know the chat going into last season was he's a roller coaster, he's a roller coaster drinky. You know that that do you cop the the lows with the highs, the inevitable highs for drinky because he's got such attacking upside. After that, his lowest score of the season. So he was suspended for about four or five games after that send-off. His lowest score of the season, 29. Guess what that 29 came? Penrith at Penrith. Penrith. Penrith at Penrith. Red Sharp. That was also round 27, and I believe Penrith were playing for the minor premiership that game. Yes, correct. Yep. Exactly. So never stood a chance, the poor bugger. Basically put a line through that. His next lowest score after that was 44 points. Just fine. Like everyone has a bit of a down a down game at some point. As far as I'm concerned, last season he threw the roller coaster tag out the window, much like Sean Johnson did similar. So I'm not saying there might not be a twenty or a thirty in there, but the fact that we know there's also going to be some tons and probably some pretty big tons, it certainly outweighs this roller coaster risk of Scott Drinkwater. And if the Cowboys do kill it this year and can become a top four side again, which is very possible. And start make a case for him. Uh, starts the season with a game against the Dolphins at Suncorp Stadium. So you're getting, <laughs> you know, Wayne Bennett, we've learnt from history. He's mm. going to have his team up for that one. Do love Supercoach scoring at Suncorp though. Great track. Yep, very fair shout. Round two, <clears throat> plays Newcastle, granted at home, but Newcastle handy side. Then plays the Dragons who, you know, I'm looking at that going, oh, good matchup. But, mate, I, I personally think Shane Flanagan at least has this team tough for the first few weeks. Mm. I think it probably falls into a heap eventually. We're targeting Dragons at the back end of the season. Brisbane at Suncorp again. So if you're on the money with your Suncorp call, you've got two games there in the first four weeks. And even though you look at, okay, cool, the Knights, you know, back end of last year, most of last year to be fair, they were defensively pretty good, but there's still some decent areas 
to have a crack at in that side, some fragilities. It's a pretty good draw. Put it on a T-shirt. Yeah. Fragilities. <laughs> is it even a word? I'm fucking off. Fucked if I know. It is now. It is now. How good? <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good draw to open the season. Yeah. I For me, drink water, similar to your mate Reese Walsh, is a guy that he has to do a lot to score super coach mm. points. He's not a guy that's ticking over points every three seconds um, like your other guys. Mm. Um, so for me, start of the season where I think – Things will be tight. Uh, I won't be considering him. If he had the goal kicking, I was about to conversation say that. starter. Yeah. I yeah. was about to say, I, I'm the same, mate. I'm I'm not overly interested in him to start the year just at the price off yeah. of you know a really breakout super coach season. If anything happened to Val and he was goal kicking, oh, please don't hope nothing happens to Val because I don't need another headache at fullback because he would come right into the conversation. I, if, mate, if anything happens to Val, I'm going to be filthy. Mm. I just don't even want to think about it because mm. it, it proper opens it up then yeah. all of a sudden. That would be wild. Anything more on drink bloke? Um, what do we got here, mate? Let's see if we've got any stats. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> more to it. come. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to... Tommy Turbo, uh, 833K, um, obviously going to Las Vegas, which I personally don't love. Uh, I think round one will be low scoring. I think Vegas will be very low scoring. Um, I'll cut you off. Shoot. Shout out to the spy on this one. He's got me thinking and second guessing the whole Vegas thing a little bit. And, and we may have mentioned it on a beers and break evens <clears throat> episode already. I'm not sure, but they're going over here with two games to promote rugby league in America. Do they just let it free flow and let players get absolutely gassed and put points on the board? Because I think if it was adjudicated the exact same <clears throat> as a game over in Australia, a regular season game with the smaller field, the travel, the new surroundings, all that, I think it would be a low scorer. What do you reckon? No, not buying it at all. Why? That, Sorry, that, Trent Robinson gets a call from the NRL. Hey, do you guys <coughs> mind not defending in round one? Can you throw the ball around and just see some no, points No, 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 no. They're not going to say, mate, can you tell Joey Manu to miss a few tackles for to impress the Americans? <coughs> the referee, more six agains, let the game play quicker, less penalties, gas them out so that the, there is broken play, there is points scored. Oh, I, I don't think they will. That's got Volandis written all over it. Maybe. Maybe. I think on a smaller field, you're going to have to really adjust those rules quite a bit to have free-flowing footy, in my opinion. Not really. You just call more six agains. Oh, I don't think they're going to go over there and call a thousand six agains. Mm. I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. I think it'll be low scoring. I think with a smaller field, teams will be defensively orientated. I, yeah, I, I don't think so. I get where he's coming from. Mm. I understand it. But I think it's very tinfoil hatty. Wildly tinfoil. It's like Kempy areas of tinfoil hat. Which we've got two games to sell it to Fuck America. That, he's got him mesmerised. We've we got. Don't. There's. I wish I could throw to the rook for this one, but we, we have to. Unfortunately, we have to wait a week. But <clears throat> two games to sell it to America. They're not going to want a six-four scoreline. Don't get me wrong. I'm mm. still with you. I am leaning away from Vegas players because I think it will be low scoring. Yeah. But. I do. I I genuinely believe that they they're going to line up. I think we might see more six again to more free flowing play to account for it. Mm. I wonder if uh, <coughs> I wonder if because of the smaller field and whatnot. I 
I wonder, just thinking about it now, do they lean into big hits, smashing each other? It, it could go the other way and be wildly low scoring, I reckon. Yeah. It, it, as I said, I, mm. I'm with you. I'm not detracting from that, but it has got me thinking a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to go over there and just blow six agains wildly mm. to keep it entertaining. But they could. We've seen crazier things in rugby league. We see crazier things in rugby league most weeks. So we'll see. <laughs> this is rugby league we're talking yep. about, Rue. We're also going to know within three minutes of the first game because if there's a directive, they're just going to go whack, whack, whack and it'll, you go, all right, we're on here and everything we've said in the preseason is off. Which will be interesting <laughs> then uh, without – without I don't have it in front of me, but if you watch the first game and – you know what, if Spy yeah. is 100% right and everything is six again mm. and it's all going wild, uh, <laughs> do guys become appealing in the second game? They won't be locked yet. Yeah, what's the gap? What's like? the first game? Is it? Is it? Because um, I mean, either way, yeah. Hopefully, it's the Roosters. Oh, fuck, could you? I've got, yeah, I got here, mate. All good. Uh, it's Manly and the Rabbitohs. Oh my god! Imagine if it's free flowing and there's <laughs> six gains. You will be staring at Reese Walsh. I know. Oh in. my god! And, and what's interesting about it is the, this, the impact that Vegas does have. Maybe we're overthinking it. We very well may be. But we're well like, known for everything. Yeah, mentioned. but on the fullback debate, Tom Trebojevic, Latrell Mitchell, Reese Walsh. You know, there's going to be people out there that are interested. Teddy at a discount price thing, and he's going to bounce back. Four of the most key fullbacks in the game. But you're right. So, one thirty Sunday kickoff that first game, then three thirty. So it'll be like the you won't have long to make your mind up. But if it's free flowing, Reese Walsh, thank you. Oh, how good is that going to be if people throw out their entire preseason to bed shit on an irrational decision in that 30-minute window? And you're and I'll be doing it in Las Vegas. Can't wait. Yeah. It'll be like 60 to 54 in the first game <laughs> and you won't be able to get reception in the stadium because there'll be 100,000 people and you won't be able to get Reese Walsh in. Oh, Guru's Captain Wong. Interesting. <laughs> Bold. Uh, yeah. It, it is a good... It's 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 an interesting way to look at it. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, uh, but I I think it's a little too tinfoily hat for me. Yeah, and I'll add another thing to it. You know, people say we're maybe overthinking the smaller dimensions of the field. That I am not overthinking at all. Like anyone who's ever played a game of football yep. and played on a smaller field, you just have less room to yep. attack in. Like it's as simple as it sounds. Defences have less space to cover. Everything's tighter. It is harder to get through and score points. So maybe if they do blow or have a few more six again and open the game up a little bit, the smaller field, it might bring it back to, you know, normal NRL regular round scoring. So I'm just, oh. Yeah, it's got me so more excited, excited about it so for sure. Yeah. I think I'll be having a good time in Vegas regardless, but um, it's got me more interested in it. Yeah, I'll stay here in Carriage, mate. All good. Is is that all Spy? <laughs> is that straight from his melon? Uh, I think it's all, yeah, straight Spy, so take that with a oh, game. He's one of the great minds of the game, isn't he? he? He's a thinker. Yeah, shout out to the Spy. He's got his 27, 2027 trades for round one lined up. <laughs> <laughs> he plans that, man. Now, I can't remember how far we got into Turbo before we went very tinfoil Not hat. far. Not far. Sweet. Um, I <coughs> don't think there's going to be a heap of points in Vegas. I'm not interested to start with. 
does going over there on a different turf and whatnot. I don't want it to worry me, but I'm not going to lie. There's part of me that's sort of like, mm. uh, I don't know. In saying that, if you can survive Brook Valley, you can probably survive <coughs> Vegas, but can he survive Brook Valley? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what's worse? <coughs> I'm going to read you out some numbers. and If they're 2021, I don't care, Tim. Yeah, I, know, I, don't I don't care. They don't care. No one cares. Yes, they do. Because people wouldn't have played Supercoach in 2021. And this is the year where point scoring records were broken, but it makes me sick. So Tommy Turbo, to start the year, this is after missing the first five games of injury, 116, 118, 68 versus Penrith at Penrith, 191, 119, 159. He then had a terrible 40, backed it up with 208, 144, 95, 226. Oh, my goodness. This was the last time Tommy Turbo was fit. Is he fit now? I don't know. Probably not. I'm so excited to see the preseason trials if Tommy Turbo takes part and see what he looks like. This is like me bragging about my <coughs> best 100-metre sprint I ever did on a 60-metre track. <laughs> Couldn't care less. Ran it in 18.4. Yeah, honestly, I just rule out. <laughs> Dickhead, probably. <laughs> um, I, I just take out 2021 mm. when it comes to Turbo. I mean, everything else is wildly impressive still. Um, yeah, but look at, I think last time we saw him in Supercoach last year was Raiders and then Dolphins. He absolutely fisted both of them. Mm. It was unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, he is an absolute gun. Vegas worries me. I want KP. Only leaves me with one other option. I'll probably be looking in a different direction. But he is the A1 player for I'm happy to fall on my sword mm. whenever I need to. I'll throw another one at you from that 2021. Again, I agree. Like it's for their, their fault to see that there was all these records broken. The game will probably never be light again in terms of points and all that. You look at Supercoach scoring. The Supercoach scoring on averages. So Tommy averaged 143 points. Second to him was Nathan Cleary on 108. And you go, okay, there's anomalies there. They're both well above the top players for the season. Down in third place was Ruben Garrick on 87, Teddy on 86, David Feeder on 85. Outside of Cleary, who bumped up a little bit, and Cleary's a freak, all the same averages from that same year. Tommy was the only one who went above the median and the averages for, for that year compared to what we saw in 2023. F- fully fit, firing. So everyone else sure. is the same except him. What, Garrick at 88 is the same as what we expect from Ruben Garrick? But Garrick was off the back of Tom Trevojevic. Everything Tom Trevojevic did, Ruben Garrick finished. What did Fafita average this year? They averaged like the exact same. So Fafita was 85 that year. Yeah. What did he average this year? Last year, sorry. 82. 82. So Fafita at his absolute <coughs> best when it is very evident he's playing his absolute best footy we've ever seen, mm. averaged 82. And you're telling me that's the same as him averaging 85 when he wasn't doing a heat? Very similar. Oh, fuck. Mm. I'm banning 2021 stats. <laughs> I don't want to hear them. I, mate, it's just, I, yeah, I, I just don't think you can include them in what it is. And, and you know what? Maybe that's what Vegas is going to be mm. like. And if so, sign me up. Mm. Sounds great. But I just, I can't use those numbers. But Turbo outside of that, we know how good he is. We know he's an absolute freak. Can I ask you this? Is there some value in picking Turbo in the first few weeks? Having a gamble on it, and if it doesn't work, then you go to Pappy. 
Definitely, yeah. If that's working out. Yeah. And all that aside, I just wanted to talk about 2021 Turbo again because the numbers are so phenomenal. <laughs> I I also largely throw them out the window. Yeah. But it's just fun to talk about. It is honestly At least I thought it was going to be fun to talk about. And I got absolutely roasted. So really took the fun out of that, Rue. But that's what I do. <clears throat> yeah. Turbo, I'm, I'm genuinely interested because even last season – he was playing on one leg last season. Again, like I think he was fit enough, but whether it was a mental side of things, whatever it might have been, you could see he wasn't stretching out. He was taking it very conservatively, then did his peck in origin, mm-hmm. which gives me a bit of faith this year that he did get through 11 games last year. There were no hammy concerns or anything like that. It was his peck. Playing on one leg, he averaged 82 points. Yeah. If, he's, if he comes out in the trials and he... You know, he makes a break and he puts the foot down and screams away and looks powerful. I think there's genuine value there. Yeah, I think if it plays out that way that in trials he looks good, Pappy doesn't look back to his best, Mm. things change for me very quickly. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see enough from Turbo in trials because I think he'll play relatively limited minutes and if he does make a break, I don't think he'll stretch out because it won't be worth it. Yeah. So on that alone, I don't see myself starting with him. But if he does and he takes off, I'm nearly willing to take that gamble because he can come out and average 100 over the opening rounds. And as you said, if he does come out and doesn't go well or whatever it might be, you can always go down or you can always go sideways to Latrell or Reese Walsh or whoever it might be. Ideal if you start, say, a KP and turbo combination and Pappy's solid off. I said, you go down to Pappy. So I'm I'm interested. Really interesting start for them. Uh, Manly, they go South Sydney over in Vegas. They then come back, got a you know ten or twelve day spell. They take on the Roosters. Mm. They then take on Parramatta, Dragons, Penrith. So if Pretty and you tough. know once again South and Roosters, I'm looking at them going well. They're top eight teams. Maybe they're not. Yeah. I don't know, but I think that that squad to start the season, I think they'll go well. I've said that for the Roosters for the last. Years, I think they will though. defend well at the very least and be yeah, like I think scoring. they'll defend well, yeah. yeah. And I think Parramatta, despite not winning any games last year, they were defending bloody yeah. well to start the season. Um, I think it was very evident from what Jermaine was talking about last night that I think Parramatta's having a big preseason mm. just from the way that they're approaching this. So I, I think they'll start well. So it'd be, it'd be funny if one day like a, an NRL players interviewed in the preseason and they get asked about you know how's preseason been like. Pretty quiet, actually. We've actually um, haven't really had the foot on the pedal. No one's really trained the house down, and we've actually got to lift a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Jermaine. Last night, and we'll drop the podcast in the next few days. But even just the talk that's been coming out of Parramatta, like Mitch Moses came out and said the other day, "We're here to win a comp." Like I, I've just I've never heard Mitch talk like that mm. before. I, I I reckon there's been a bit of a shift over there at Parramatta. So fingers crossed, it'd be fucking entertaining if there was. Great yeah, side, it would. They've got. They've got the squad to do it. Yeah. They're like, it's not beyond the realms. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, okay, let's move to our next man. Um, Reese. Uh, Reese. Who's this bloke? I've never, Ro- heard, I've never fucking heard of Reece him. Ro- oh, wait, Reece, this might could be anything four years ago. Uh, Reese Robinson. Criminally underrated. Oh, he's so and I, I will not hear anything bad against Reese nah. Robinson. Remember when Reese Robinson and tra- tra- was it Travis? Yeah. Used to just run out for Lebanon and want to play halfback, fullback, and they would just run the entire team. I've never seen a bloke glide more than Reese Robinson when he runs. Yeah. It's beautiful. Fuck, they were good. Yeah. So underrated. Reese Walsh. Um, who? God, the idea of you talking about Reese Walsh when they're blowing six against every third tackle in Vegas <laughs> makes me sick. Take it away. Yeah. I'm, as you said two weeks ago, I will warn to him every day of the preseason when we talk about him more and more and more. I, <sighs> You know what I hate too? <clears throat> Spy's got this idea in his head about Vegas being free-flowing and I know, I know that he sucks at the Reese Walsh teat as well. Yeah, he does. So you two are just going to fucking, ugh, it's going to annoy me so much. He does. He, he sucks one teat while fondling the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we did have a really good chat about him for a long time in the first part of the season. <clears throat> yeah. I think that the upside is there for everyone to see in the positives. Like, I think I said on that potty, I think he can average 95 plus this season because he's a freak. But early on, Vegas impact, that draws really difficult to start the season. Roosters in Vegas, Rabbitohs, Panthers away, Cowboys at home, Storm away. It's a tough first five rounds. I just, I'm like, like we said before with, you know, KP, he might not start on fire and Walsh might come out and average 65 across the first three rounds and maybe that's okay because round four he might go bang and then hit a 150. Yep. He's so, so good. I think that if you are one of those people like yourself and Spy that are backing Reese Walsh in, do not cower out after three weeks. Yeah. You know what you're getting yourself into. You know he's a superstar of our game. You know he's in a good footy side. He will come good. You know you're heading into a tough draw, though. If you're banking on Vegas being a heap of points, sure, back it in, but back it in properly mm. and stay until week six and then maybe reassess. Yeah. Like, if in that first five weeks there was one softer game, there was a, you know, a beat of Tigers or a Dogs or a Dragons, I'd be like, that can be the game where if he starts slow that he can go 140, 150. It's just not there, though. No. Nah. Yeah. So, I look, I want him so badly, but I I just can't look past that draw. It's very difficult. Which at the same time might be perfect. We might have Pappy for the first five or six weeks, make a few yeah. hundred K, and then you might get Reese Walsh for cheaper than what you got Pappy. Exactly know? right. Yeah. And that, that – because for, for Pappy to get back to that 90-odd-plus average that I think probably the elite fullbacks will be at this season, you know, for the amount of footy he's played in the last two years, it's, it's probably a bit of a stretch. So it could be a very logical round five, round six play. 
The only thing is that if you bring him in round five, round six, you're only five weeks away from origin. Yeah. By that point, which we assume he'll be. A full, he's going to be a very interesting player, Reese Walsh. There's going to be big highs, but you're going to have to be very strategic yeah. when you bring him in. Uh, whilst we're on this fullback chart, um, KP said the other day, pulled out of the All-Stars game, wants to focus on Newcastle Knights and State of Origin. Do you think they can fit Walsh and KP in the same side if they're running a two-prong hooker attack? Probably not if they're running the two-pronged hooker. Which you assume they would, right? Yeah. I uh, would. Yeah. I think we chatted about it on a bloke late last year, and, and I know this is controversial, but I I wouldn't go the two-pronged hooker. I would run – and this is so harsh on Ben Hunt because he absolutely deserved to be there. But I know they've got Harry Grant who can play 80. I know that he doesn't need to play 80. And I think Ruben Cotter is there and can slot in for 15 minutes to give Harry a break. And then your 14 can be Kalen Ponga. That terrifies me as a Blues fan. I don't think they'll go that way. I think they'll almost certainly go with Ben Hunt. And I'm not against that because he's proven, does the job year after year, and he'll probably kill us. But I just look at having Ponga at 14 who can come on and play a lot of different roles. Oof. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think obviously the ceiling of having KP at 14 is scary and unbelievable, but it's a proven formula with Ben Hunt. Mm. Yeah, that's They it. can beat us. And I've made it. The impact that Ben Hunt has had as a bench player in Origin over the last few years has just been unbelievable. Yeah. It has been ridiculous. And if they didn't have someone who could slot in at nine to give Harry a spell in Cotter, I'd be like, okay, they probably need uh, Hunt there and it's the safer play and you just do that, but they've got Cotter there. So I'm like... You are right, though. It would almost be worst possible case scenario if Harry Grant or Ben Hunt, one of them, was injured mm. in origin and it forced their hand. That would be awful. Yeah. I couldn't. Would be. That would be terrible for super coach, for state of origin, oh. for all involved. What a, very, very tough. What a problem to have, like taking the mickey. Yeah. I um, I wished, uh, Ruben, I wished uh, Jermaine Hopgood all the best last night. And I said, I hope you make your origin debut in a New South Wales loss. I thought I was pretty good. And he goes... Yeah, maybe game three after we've won game one and game two. And I was like, motherfucker, it's <laughs> probably going to happen. God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good gear. Oh. I'll back that. Um, so, Reese Walsh, I think the draw is just too tough to start, right? Yeah, that's where I sit at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Clint Gutherson, <clears throat> uh, to be short and sharp on Gutho, I think he is coming off a career year as far as Supercoach scores go. I know that we went to about three Parramatta games last year and I think he scored about nine tries across them, most from dummy half. Um, Gutho, Gutho at 807K, no thanks. Yeah, not Kendall, mate. Uh, he just... He just he does deserve the shout out every time though, yeah. Because he's so reliable. He had three scores under thirty eight last year. Panthers shock, uh, Rabbitohs when they were good and before they shit the bed, <clears throat> and Broncos. And he also had sort of outside of that really consistent. He's had upside issues in the past. He had four tons last year, including a one thirty eight and a one thirty two. Good draw, not for me though. Trail Mitt. Coming in next uh, at 789K, uh, Latrell Mitchell, a very, very interesting one heading into this season. Uh, from what I'm seeing out of South Sydney, the way that he is up and about uh, in content, whatever it might be, uh, when he's with Jack Wyden, I'm seeing a very happy Latrell Mitchell at the moment. And that really worries me. I was having a look at draft the other day and thinking, geez, if I ended up pick five or pick six and I had to go Latrell, I think I'd actually be okay with it. What are your thoughts? 
I'm tempted. Yeah. And I look at, you know, it's hard to find value in fullback outside of Pappenhausen because a lot of these players had such good years last year. But Trell, we know what he can do. Yeah. And we know what he can do very easily. He can go 140-150 seemingly effortlessly when when he's happy, when the bunnies are firing, which I think that will be excellent this year. Last season, 16 games, he only had two under 50. They were 41 under 34. Hardly diabolical. He scored nine tries in 16 games, which is solid enough. If the troll comes out and plays his best footy, he could start scoring tries for fun. Like, I'm I'm pretty tempted by the troll mix. So the bunnies draw, <clears throat> Manly in Vegas, Broncos away, Roosters away. Then it goes into Doggies, Warriors. It's a pretty tough draw as well. That being said, I don't think draw worries Trell that much. I don't think he gives a fuck. <clears throat> no. I, yeah, I, I'm, I won't go Latrell, but he is very interesting. Um, I don't have numbers in front of me or anything, but I feel like he's a little bit underpriced for what we know we can get Latrell. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, at some point we will be having a, a lot of conversations about Latrell. Another guy, though, that if he's – well, I mean, if he's playing in 10 weeks' time, you're going to lose him to state of origin during that period, which is something to take into consideration. Uh, but, yeah, I think, the, I think Latrell will be a fantastic Re- pot option. Even so – of these, the, the top heat uh, players, you nearly lose all of them at Origin. Mm, yep. I mean, Ponga, who knows? But <laughs> you just feel like they're going to try. Billy Slater is so attacking mindset and get your best players on the field. You just feel like you'll find a way to get him in there somehow. But Ponga, Walsh, Luttrell, if Tommy Turbo's fit, they're all playing Origin. So you know, it's a similar problem for most of them. <clears throat> Talking about value, average 77 last season, 85 in 2022, 82 in 2021. I think he averages 80 plus this season. He's all, I, I'm, I mentioned in the first part of the year, but I'm trying to be aggressive and chase people that can just blow the game out of the park. If the bunnies come out firing, their squad's awesome. I think they could. Like he could come out and just go whack, whack, whack and be that early difference. Yeah. I'm pretty tempted. Yeah. I won't be doing it, but I, I get the temptation 100%. And I think the people that do do it could get rewarded. Massively. Yeah. Big plus for him as well. He goal kicks. It is. If you can get a goal kicking fullback, thanks for coming. In, I think the best attacking team in the competition when they're on. And they were for the first half of last year before they fell off a cliff. But yeah. – you know, you, this might sound like clutching at straws, but I really think Jack White's going to bring a lot out of Latrell Mitchell. I think it's evident he already is. Yeah, they get along like a house on fire. They're going to enjoy linking up. Yep. I just, you know, the Bunnies missed the finals last year. Trell hasn't played Origin in a few seasons. I just reckon he's going to come out with a point to prove. And I also think we're going to see that in the trials – in the All-Stars clash. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah I, I think Latrell's in for a good year. Um, all right, Ruben Garrick, here's dual position. So if we were to go him, it would be CTW. <laughs> Let's talk James Tedesco, uh, one of our old favourites, 700K. Could you imagine any other year if we were getting Teddy for 700K? Yeah. He is straight in. Um, 
I personally think, and I hope I'm proven wrong, and I will be fucking stoked to be proven wrong, but I think Teddy's best supercoach years are behind him compared to some of these other guys. I agree and hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I would love to see, not to say he's not in the elite tier of fullbacks anymore, but supercoach-wise we're talking about 2020 average 95, uh, in 2021 87, 2022 79, last year 69. He's... Is this his ball playing uh, just disappeared last year? Yeah. Not that he was ever a masterful ball player, but it was always pretty damn good. And he got so many tries, some points off the back of that. It just wasn't there last year. Like, I haven't crunched the numbers, but I feel like a lot of his points last year were, you know, supporting for tries or like dummy and going himself. But the easy ones are the ones for a fullback where you do sweep, you, you cut out the centre. Hit the, hit the winger and you just stroll over for a try. You get 12 for a try assist, 8 for a line assist, whatever else there might be. Just wasn't getting them last year and it happened so quickly. I think as well, like if I was coaching James Tesco, which in shocking revelation I'm not, but if I was, <laughs> Yet. I would be I would be saying to Teddy, mate, I think you need to almost do less to do more in mm. this footy side. Um, and for me, I would assume a lot of Teddy's points came from last year. As you said, dummy, run, scramble, break off one or two tackles, just just building up points throughout the game. Mm. And I just – I wonder if maybe we'll see a little bit less of that from James Tedesco. I personally think there's every chance he goes better NRL-wise, but his score stays, stays very similar. Yeah, like w- whether – like I felt like certainly at times last season he did overplay his hand, run too much – and as you said, he might be able to to change his game stuff a little bit. Little bit. I'm pretty sure that his ball playing will improve because I know he's already kind of said it, but it'll be such a focus for him in the offseason, getting that back to where it had been in previous years. Just looking at try assists for Teddy. So he played 22 games last year and he had 11. Mm. 2022, he had 24 games, he had 12. So not a massive fall off there. He had 2022 tries this back in 2021. Uh, so, yeah, like certainly on the decline. I hope we see him back to his best, but I'm not convinced, Dan. I won't be picking him. Yeah, and I would have to see a change before I even look at him at any point throughout First the time in, what, eight years that said that in pre-season where I go, I'm not interested in James Tedesco. 100%, which is gross. such a credit to him that yeah, he has been yeah. a superstar for so long. Um, all right, I'm going to read you out a couple of names and tell me if any of them interest you. We're going to start with Dylan Edwards. <clears throat> no. Nick Meany's dual position. Chance of clock start. No. Career supercoach year last year. He was outstanding, but the Warriors were firing. Yep. You know, this sounds a bit nitpicky and, and a bit, you know, again, I said earlier in the season, I'm not going to worry about injuries too much, but... Chance has an injury history, including concussion, which scares me. But the man who feeds him everything, Sean Johnson, it was so joyful to watch SJ get through last season without any major or well, sorry injuries at all, really. But SJ has, is getting a holder, and he has a horrible injury history. Can the Warriors back it up? Time will tell, but I just don't have him in the class of these guys to start the season. Will Kennedy? No. Nah. Hamiso? Look, I'm not going to be starting him, but... I can't believe he's 600k. How did that yeah, happen? I know. He... He could explode. 
and he could join this elite tier of super coach fullbacks this year. Again, the Dolphins should probably only get better. And we know how good he is only going to get better. I, I don't think I could do it. And, like, he's got the dual position as well. So, like, at CT Dub, we'll have a chat about CT Dub later on in the preseason, but I could make a case for him at centre. Yeah, at centre, I can make a case for it. Yeah, but... Uh, Dolphins are pretty stacked this year. They are pretty stacked. It's looking like very... Like, yeah. You obviously gain Flegler, but you also get Tom Gilbert back. You're essentially signing to international yeah. caliber forwards, in my opinion. Herbie, like Hammer, like Hammer is getting better and better at fullback by the game. His ball playing is only get, going to get significantly better. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be tempting for round one. He also, I assume now with Avarillo and Herbie, he won't be fucked around in the centers. He will be out and out fullback. Yeah. Week in, week out. Um, the draw look like the I yeah I agree with you I think the closer we get to Hammer the closer we get to round one the more appealing Hammer will start to Cowboys look. round one at Suncor yeah Dragons round two at Redcliffe Bayern round three not ideal but whatever Titans on the Gold Coast round four Tigers round five Ugh. okay yeah we need to have a look at Hammer. <laughs> Need to have a look at Hammer for sure. Okay. It's his ownership at all. Something to consider. Yeah, massive consideration. Uh, while she's looking for his ownership, uh, obviously AJ Brimson's next guy on the list, fullback. Uh, looks like he'll play CTW, so we will not be considering him. Do you agree? Not at fullback. Oh. I'm interested at centre. Oh, really? Yeah, I am. Okay. CTW and Supercoach and playing centre in NRL? Yeah. Yep. You think he's just going to roam or? Uh, in North, like he's my probably my number one, along with Tommy Turbo, my number one trial watch because I want to see what Desi has him doing. Mm. When you can get an elite fullback in the NRL available at centre, if he roams effectively and gets involved and he's chiming into the back line at that price with his upside, I'm super tempted. But he will have to have a lot of involvement in attack and be, I want to see him floating around, which. I don't know. I don't know what Desi's going to do. If I was coaching, I would be. I think Desi would be mad to make him sit on that edge and play centre. But I – like he's not in my team as it stands. They will do positional updates after the trials. Mm. He'll get his dual CT dub fullback. You'd have to be certain of it just about. Yep. So I'll, I'll be having a good look at him. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, even <clears throat> if he – it'd be great if he is roaming, but like even if he's just playing left centre on that – well, I think he'll probably play right, won't he? Because it'd be Brian Kelly. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, if he pops up at left centre, it wouldn't overly shock me. Mm. Brian Kelly's played both sides, I think, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, so. Yeah, if you land the, the left. Well, there's a lot, so much to look at at the Titans because does Dave Fafita stay left? Where does Bo Fermor sit? They're yeah. a really interesting supercoach side to start at the end. That trial. Oof. Very interesting side, yeah. Big trial watch there. Um, other guys on this list, Hammer, Jill. Hammer 9.4% ownership. Okay. 600 um, yeah. Just having a look through the rest of the list, no one else really stands out. Jaden Campbell, we'll talk about him when we get into 5.8s. He's a classic. If he's available at 5.8, you pick him. You don't waste a fullback spot on him. Yep. Um, no one else on that list that overly interests me, but I want to finish with 
um, a Melbourne Storm fullback, and then we'll talk some Canberra Raiders fullback. Oh, well, we're going to get the Canberra Raider boys in other positions, yeah. aren't we? Their job position. Okay, let's talk Pappy. Big talking point here. Um, obviously, guys, this is a big trial watch. Uh, we need to keep an eye on how he's moving there. Um, I, If I'm going to pick him for round one, I want to see him kick a goal in trials, mm. um, and I want to see how he's moving. I probably want to see him lay on some points in trials. What are you thinking? It's hard to say anything other than trial watch. Yeah. As it stands, he's in my team, and that's probably because I've got a team set and he frees up about 300K on any of the other premium fullbacks. So it just makes life a lot easier, makes you feel better about your team. But you need to see something in trials, don't you? For sure. Yeah. Like if he doesn't kick goals, I probably won't pick him. If he comes out and blitzes trials, he should probably be in 100% of teams. If he kills it, kicks goals, I think the Storms run, I'll get it up, but it's okay to start the season. But I think they open with Penrith. Oh, yeah, that's good. Which is tough. Um, but I can't remember what it is. Warriors, Knights, Broncos, Dogs. Mixed. It's not great. It's not great. You wouldn't have it in the top half, I don't think. No. Um, that being said, you know, Pappy at the price, mm. if he looks good and he's kicking goals, you kind of like, I can save so much money elsewhere. He's got the upside. If he looks good in trials and he comes out and he not so much hasn't missed a beat, but he's 90% of what we've seen in the past, he's going to score well enough. He's going to make money. He's going to be a value play. So you probably just buy him regardless of draw. Yeah. Trial watch. It's hard to say much more than that, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard because it like, I think, I think Pappy, like, I remember watching Pappy when he returned from all those head knocks. Hmm. And I remember him taking his first run and I just went, no, he's not confident here. I can see see it in the way he's moving. And I think that'll be very much so the case with Pappy this preseason. Um, Even like he came out and scorched Brisbane in round 27, him and Fire Logo, it was against the Broncos' third string side. Yeah, I don't care. No. So, yeah. That's it, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, an interesting watch, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen in the preseason. Um, I'm sure, like all super coaches, will be watching his social media like a hawk. Thankfully, Pappy's pretty open with his social media and whatnot. Shout out to blokes like that as well. It's yeah. great. Um, the Melbourne Storm, obviously, use him in plenty of social media content and whatnot. So, we'll be keeping an eye on plenty of Ryan Pappenhausen he's, stuff. He's just like such a lovable bloke. Loves his horse racing, loves his golf. He's everything I wish I was just good at rugby league and made a career out of it. Well, I guess I am just in a different... Just in a, about, yeah. <laughs> just in a not being good at the actual sports scenario. All right, guys. So everyone else, you know, there's probably a few guys you expect us to talk about. Chevy Stewart's, your Savages, mm. Jaden Campbell's, these sort of guys. As we said, off the top, they will be mentioned in CTW chat, 5-8 chat. Uh, you do not want to waste... A one of your two fullback positions on a guide that you can pick somewhere else. So a mm. bit of a shallow position fullback for that reason. But <laughs> that shallow pool, my God, it's got some talent in it. I'll chop and change 10 times between Without now. As I said, I, I'm pretty keen to lock You might in. pick Reese Walsh or Reese Walsh. Andy, I don't Andy. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walsh and Plummer. We know where it's going to end up. Uh, yeah, KP, I think he is all – unless he is injured come round mm. one, I am locking KP into my side. The other spot is a trial watch on, on Pappy. But Turbo is very tempting and that downgrade option, very tempting. It, who? So, like, at the moment, do you have Pappy sitting there? 
I got yeah, I've got KP and Pappy at the moment. Yeah. And if Pappy's no good, if you gun to your head right now, gun to your head right now, who's your second fullback if not Pappy? Uh probably Turbo at the moment. Yeah. Um but I, <laughs> I also feel. I'll tell you what. If I get to draft day and I end up with Latrell, I'm going to be fucking sky high on Latrell all of a sudden. Yeah. And then I'll be considering him. So I'm probably going uh, Turbo Latrell would be my next two that I'm looking at. But mate, I'll tell you what. If I had an inbuilt Hamiso radar, which 15 minutes ago I built, it's ticking. I've been since we. Spoke about it. I've been sitting here looking at his numbers, and yeah, I'm pretty excited. And I was, I was so anti Hamiso before the Dolphins. It was just he has to score tries. Yeah, he doesn't do enough. He's he could score a try and get 16. No thanks, not for me. He's completely flipped that on its head. Twelve months later, turns out he's an absolute freak. If you would have said to me twelve months ago, Hamiso's six hundred K and its value, I would have told you bullshit. Six hundred K is overs for me. So you're paying massive overs. It's wild what twelve months can do. Oof. I think as well also like we need to keep in mind that with all these guys, uh, you know, there's gonna be injuries. There's gonna be things that are gonna go on in the preseason. I mean, if something was to happen to Turbo in the preseason and Cole is at fullback. He's obviously dual position, but like there, there will be other things that'll pop up. Oh, mate, as we said, like, and then happens to Val, drink water, kicks goals. If I suspect Katoni Staggs is probably next in line to kick at the Broncos, but if anything happened to Reynolds, also a bit of an injury history there, getting older, like it wouldn't shock me to see Reese Walsh kicking goals, which yeah. would like lock and load. Thank you. So yeah, that, would, cha- that would change the Reese Walsh conversation. Yeah, a lot's completely. going to change. Yeah. All right. What'd you do on playbook this week? Mate, we did. We went through the players that we have locked into our side for round one that won't be moving. We uh, did four more club previews. We also did some anti-pod chat. The the highest owned players that myself, Spy, Maddie, and we said who we're not going near and avoiding for trying to justify it. So yeah. yeah. Also I listened to the section after the um thing about Vegas being high point scoring the mm section about like Hitler living in uh, Argentina and the UFOs <laughs> and the Yowie sightings. It was, uh, it was a good episode. Yeah, it was actually, it was good to have Kempi on for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kempi would have loved it. <laughs> Kempi would have, it's honestly on a Monday, uh, you know, sometimes if I'm getting a little flatter, a little bit tired and I hear Kempi say, I don't want to get too tinfoily hard. I, I sit know. up in my chair and I go, good as gold. Here we go. I'm all ears. Lock me in. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us once again on Beers and Breakevens. We will be back next week to do CTW. Oof. Okay, it's going to be a big dog, so brace yourself for that. Um, we've got a bit of spare time this week to do a bit of extra research. Mm. So we look forward to that. We will have the Rook reveal next week. If the Rook doesn't screw up in the next week. A bit of pressure on the Rook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, I'm excited to reveal the Rook, but um, for a long time I've held the title as the best looking on beers and break-evens <laughs> and that's about to fall into a heap, which really worries me as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to be demoted. <laughs> you, we'll call that one early. It's going to be first, second daylight, then us tied at third. Might have to get Maddie on again. <laughs> yeah. Boost us up a little bit. I feel heaps better than Maddie's on. <laughs> The water boy from, uh, sorry, the uh, caddy from uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Maybe the water boy. How good. 
All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us once again, and we will see you next week on Beers and Breakevens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.